What's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the wonderful The Arsenio Buck Perspective Podcast, man. So grateful to be back as always. And today is about Friday forgiveness. Have you spoken to yourself kindly today or have given yourself some grace? You know, and before we dive in, man, I just want to say, man, I hope you guys had a great week. I hope you manifested the good in the week. I hope that you took control of your mindset this week. I think one of the most important things that I've come to realize is I just started teaching uh, two, two clients. One's an actor and another one's like a huge Instagram influencer. Um, and it's crazy because as I was explaining them my story, it felt like I was explaining it to them from a different perspective, a perspective that I chose to finally forgive myself and say, man, if I actually look back in 2017, 16, 15, the relationships and everything that was around me, how toxic did I have to be to be able to draw that type of negative effect from the society? And there was just so much perspective involved that I made myself realize, man, I'm, I'm going to be compassionate about who I used to be. You know, and normally on days like this, man, I talk about finishes, but today, hey, we're just too hard on ourselves sometimes, right? And what I mean by that is, shit, you wake up Monday morning, Tuesday morning, then you ultimately make your week miserable based on some things that happen. You know, if you get to the end of the day and ask yourself, man, damn, I was hard on myself. Be in hard on yourself. Maybe because you weren't getting ahead fast enough or learning faster. Or maybe you just start speaking terrible to yourself. Week after week, this happens for a lot of people. Month after month, year after year, decade after decade. Sometimes you just got to forgive yourself. Find that emotional freedom, right? Let it go so you can finally rest. This Friday, this Friday. So you could be with your family. Enter the weekend with a different mental space. It's important that not only you do that for you, but for others too. Yeah, somebody in your life probably screwed up this past week and, you know, maybe you hurt their feelings or they hurt your feelings or maybe a child messed up the house and, you know, somebody didn't live up to their responsibilities or didn't take their word for it. A lot of people struggle in different areas of their life and you have to be able, the same grace that you give to yourself, you have to give to them. See, early on my personal development journey, I really wanted to figure out you know, figure out the human drives after being in that minivan and having a conversation, man, what am I supposed to do now? What is that drive? What do I want? Well, I put in, like, I literally trapped myself. And what I mean by trapping myself in my own cocoon, I didn't forgive myself. I didn't forgive the people that had done me wrong and said these things about me and gossiped about me and stuff like that. I was a slave of my own wreckage. You know, it's kind of like crashing and saying, no, I'm going to stay here. And I know that there are people outside willing to help me, but I'm just going to stay right here right now. See, freedom can mean a lot of things to anybody. We all want to be free and like be our true selves, like our authentic selves, the free of constraints of different things, right? And sometimes we just, ultimately end up being what other people want us to be. And to be able to live a truly authentic life, there's one subset that you need to gain. And that's the sense of emotional freedom, you know, and I haven't done uh, the anger podcast, how to be less angry, angry. Oh, that's going to be a, an amazing podcast. But 
Um, haven't done that just yet, but you know, I had to teach myself through those years, 2015 and 2017, I had lots of anger and bitterness towards white men. Why? Because I thought they were just getting all the acclaim, getting all the jobs, getting all the women. It's crazy because it did, it did, it developed and it started manifesting even worse and worse as 2018, 2019, when I would see a white guy on the train, I would see the attention that Thai women were giving him. Or I would see him talking to a very beautiful woman. And I'm like, damn, how come I don't have a girlfriend? This doesn't make any sense. Every time I saw someone, I would get jealous because of the potential they may have over me. You know? And again, that went from being surface level in 2015 to 2017. Me, I didn't really give a damn. It started hitting me probably maybe in about the second quarter, third quarter. Of 2014, I started realizing it because there was a really young guy from uh, Scotland who was teaching at one of the technical colleges right there smack down in the middle of town. And, you know, they were saying, oh, he has so many women, so many this and this me being in a very, very racially infested province. It just made me so angry. And it began to build up like big time. And then it ultimately became deep rooted, you know, but can this go back even farther? Maybe my angry mother, maybe my angry father, and how they would just like want to kill each other, literally. How about an angry brother who is now a self and living expression of his father and his mother combined with the amount of anger and combined with the amount of malicious intent and stealing money from his mother? You know, maybe you, you had to deal with alcoholic parents or drugs or war or Maybe you just had shitty parents in general. All this leads to is people in desperation, right? And saying, oh, I want to do this if I had more comfort when I was younger or more of an education or more of a supporting cast. And this is what manifests ultimately because we end up not giving ourselves any forgiveness and just keep pointing fingers and going back to all of those things. You know, um, uh, I was in um, elementary school, fifth grade, where there were just constant rampant fights, fights. I still remember Brett and Jamal. They were the two best fighters. It was almost like a fight club without fight club even having become a movie yet. Of course, these fuckers never actually made UFC. So I'm like, huh, they're probably dead or something. But, you know, given the fact that that's all it was about, it was like, who could fight, who could fight, fighting, fighting, fighting. And I'm just like, Jesus, man, this like imagine growing up like that in that society in sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, a predominantly um, Mexican uh, school. Seventy percent were immigrants having, you know, came into the U.S. both legally and illegally. And a lot of these students were batshit racist and they would say very black, bad things to black people. And so there were always fights then. And it was like, oh, did you watch that fight? That fight was so great. Can you imagine? being in a horrible society like that. And then you have parents fighting. My mother no, not knowing how to solve situations. Should she always argue? But me, I always took the higher road back in 2004. My brother wanted to rip my head off sometimes. I'm like, dude, let's talk. No, nah, I don't want to talk. No, nah, fuck that, nigga. I don't want to. What are you mad at? And I always took the different road. It was kind of like the, the Lawrence Massacre. I believe it was 1863 or 1867. And a guy coming in saying, hey, come down. I'm going to shoot you in the face just like we're killing everybody right here on this border. The guy came down. He's like, I see what you're doing outside. And I believe that it is not right what you're doing. 
He didn't match him with the same intensity. Just like my brother, I didn't match it with the same intensity. You know, yeah, I had to fight my siblings. I remember my brother and my sister held me down in 2000, no, 2000, 2001 and like, and, and, and beat me up. Not in a horrible way, not abuse, but it was a fight. This was the bullshit I had to go through in 2003. I got heartbroken twice. My mother had lost her job. We didn't have food. Power was getting cut off. 2003, my mother had to sell her truck to another buyer so she could give us a proper Christmas. The lady, Kathy, my oldest sister's uh, best friend. Oh, my God. Been best friends for nearly the, the entire lives. And her mother surprised us with an entire turkey day dinner. And my mother cried at the door. You can only imagine with all the depression, all the anger, all the things happening at school, people talking about me behind my back. All that do was just significant in the like increase to the point where I got so mad at a stupid ass college basketball game that I went upstairs. And I remember my mom looking over to her friend Al at the time and saying, I think something's wrong with my son. Ah, for a good year, man, I was pretty damn bitter. I was pretty damn hate filled until I joined a competition. And it was that day in class when Manny said, hey, do you still want to do track? I said, yeah. He said, let's go over to Coach Myers. Uh, uh, what is it? Coach Myers classroom. Introduce myself. And that was the beginning of a new life. I transformed that. But a lot of people don't. My brother never did. And, you know, uh, I still ended up I ended up being heartbroken the second time towards the end of that, uh, at the end of the second quarter. But I ended up regrouping quite well. And so going into, you know, my uh, my entire, uh, oh, my God, was this junior year? Yeah, my junior year of high school, you know, I had more friends leaving my life and stuff like that. Till 2005, I ended up having tremendous success and so many new things happened. But I'm just trying to put into perspective that, you know, but by joining sports, it smacked some sense into me. Like I wanted achievements. I wanted to be happy. But I didn't know how to live, love and matter, especially as a fucking 15 year old. So when you contemplate life from a deep place. And if you have that, oh, I'm not happy, I'm angry, hurtful, all holding on to these things from the past, you're going to have to ultimately train yourself out of that. Hey, maybe I didn't get this job. I didn't get this client. This didn't happen. That didn't happen. Today, whatever you believe in, when things suddenly stop as they do, when my clients go away, when relationships end on your half, Assume the positive intent for others. It ended. So what is trying to emerge? I always say that. I always say that. You know, my schedule has been opening up a lot. Uh, well, was opening up a lot uh, until next thing you know, probably within a two-day period after getting the proposal link, uh, ring, uh, what is it, express mailed, um, I got an email saying, hey, there's another business in the heart of the business district. You know, I need a teacher, da 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 Evening, 6 to 8 p.m. Can you do it? This was before I ended up getting another client here in Bangkok. I just feel like, okay, things are ending right now. But what is it that's trying to emerge? Sometimes you just need a little bit of perspective. Yeah, relationships will go south. Yes, friends will walk out on you. But how many times have you been oblivious, right? Or you recognize someone else's needs, but you didn't hold yourself 
to the fire. Somebody wanted to leave and they, you know, but, you know, for all the intents and causes and purposes that, you know, the relationship was going in that direction to begin with, which you were doing. And then when they want to step out, you're like, no, don't do it. No. How come you don't hold yourself to that same energy? You know, just like my girlfriend, little simple thing. You know, when she was coughing at night, I got so angry. I wanted to go back to my condo. But then when I started sneezing, she was there for me, didn't react the same way. Incredible. Incredible. Same thing with the water pump. When I left the water pump, uh, the waterfall outside, you know, I was so angry at my girlfriend that night. Couldn't even sleep all these different things. And then after that, you know, what's funny about it. I left it on after she left it on and she forgot to turn it off. And I was so angry and the fish looked like they were dying. I left it on, but I didn't hold myself with the same energy. She's like, hmm, well, that's interesting. I caught myself and said, Arsenio, you better have that same fire for yourself that you have for everyone else. I learned a lot about me. See, if we don't know how to deal with these emotions or feelings <sighs> that we ultimately labor bad, we're just going to carry them around with us, right? In the moment, you can assume a positive intent and neutral obviousness and just forgive the situation. If they cut you off, right? If, uh, you know, on the road, if they walk in front of the motorbike, which always happens with me, people stuffing everything on the roads and someone lying to you and cheating on you and that relationship in your 20s, you can still recognize that behavior is rude and wrong, but you don't have to carry it around to be a victim forever. That's when forgiveness comes. And, you know, 2020 was by far the craziest year of my life. I mean, wow. I look back on 2020 and say, whew, I had some amazing people that reemerged, emerged in my life who were in my life or came from the dead three years later. And they were that backbone to me realizing the abandonment from my mother and my father and voicing it out on a Facebook live. Only for my youngest sister, I guess at the time, can't remember when, removing me as a friend. But it was the greatest feeling in the world because for six years, I was seeking approval from her, trying to make things right, trying to get back on the good side of the broken family members. You know, the ties that I severed completely back in 2013 saying, fuck you and fuck it and you ain't shit and you got nothing going in your life out of anger. They never like they never came back and said, oh. I forgive you. Let's let's re let's redo this relationship. My brother held on to that just as he held on to all of his anger since he was a child. There's no change in him. My oldest sister, she probably said maybe a paragraph to me somewhere between 2015, 2016. That was the end. I always felt like I'm going to seek approval by achieving so much and I'm going to put it back in your faces for fucking what? For what? Same thing with my youngest sister until she finally removed me. You know, and to be honest with you, I just kept all of them around because I don't know. I wanted to show them like, yeah, yeah, look at me. I'm a bigger success than you. They never said happy birthday to me in those years. They never said anything to me in those years, you know, but I just wanted to get that approval from them to like say, okay, yeah, yeah. You know, as a brother, as a sister, okay, let's have a chat. Not, none of them wanted to chat. None of them had anything, wanted anything to do with me, you know, including my mother. And to this day, I sent the ring to, I sent the photo of the ring to my, uh, my mom of my girlfriend. She said nothing. And I'm like, and she read it. It says red. And I'm just like, 
and my girlfriend's like, oh, I really would like your mom to come. I'm like, my mom comes. What, what would happen if she does come? I'm not going to force her to come because whatever energy is out there is telling my mom to just stay away. Maybe it is the universe who's saying, Arsenio, you already forgave, but that doesn't mean that you need to try to reform something that has been completely fucking broken. If you let her back in your life, she will try to destroy it any way, shape, or form. I don't know. But to be honest with you, I just let things be. With my mom right now, she doesn't want to come into my life. I'm totally beautifully okay with that. And my girlfriend finally realized it and said, wow. And Danya was like, wow, she really does want to be in your life. She better get her, get her motherfucking shit together because she obviously doesn't really give a fuck. And to be honest with you, I look now and I'm like, I'm not going to send her photos anymore. I'm not going to send her an invitation anymore. Whatever she sees on Facebook is what she will see on Facebook. That's it. I mean, I just, she's not trying as a mother. She Like I told her back in 2013, you lost all parenting. Over the last nine years, you've confirmed that. I don't want you at my wedding. I don't, you don't deserve to be at my wedding, but I do forgive you. And whatever road you're in right now, that path that you need healing, you need to heal yourself in any way, shape or form. I hope you do find that. I've healed it and our relationship has changed. So if one of us were to leave the body and domain, knock on wood, I would say, well, cry about it, but I wouldn't have any regrets and say, well, that's the end of that. What can I learn from it? And so, yeah, I would say things about her and my podcast and videos because I was angry. I was in pain. Hurt people hurt people. But then after being through that entire situation and Mira and voice in that, it was the beginning of a new me. And that energy did shift with my mother. Now me, I'm trying to force something on my mother who either one isn't ready or the universe is saying, Arsenio, stop. Okay, she doesn't deserve to be in your life. I did all I can. Enough is enough. Whether you believe in faith or whatever it is out there, but I believe in the process. And this process right now, after sending her that photo of that ring and she said nothing, I'm just shrugging my shoulders like, you know what? I think I'm trying a little bit too hard. I think I'm trying a little bit too hard. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. Christmas, New Year's, I'm done. Nah, I'm just, I'm over it. And my girlfriend finally realized and said, yeah, she really doesn't give a shit. That's just who she is. Let it be. But as a father, an upcoming father, you, number one, will never see my grandchild, your grandchild. You don't have a grandchild. Your grandchildren are from your other son and daughters. If you want to talk to them, you will go on ahead and speak to them. But to be honest with you, you don't have one here. You don't have a family here. If my child and when my child comes up and says, hey, do you have a mom? Yeah, my mom chose not to be in my life, probably from about 2012, 2013 onwards. Father, he left me a long time ago. That's just, that, that's just the way of the African-American men. And they just don't hold themselves accountable. They just fucking suck. I mean, it's just, it is what it is, right? And so not all of them, but you see a lot of the bullshit. And I've been around that bullshit. And I've seen the way they even do this when they publicize their family relationships on YouTube and stuff like that is disgusted. It's a toxic masculinity, but I know what not to be. It's a beautiful thing that I've learned so much about. 
you know? And it wasn't until that medical emergency back in July of last year when my girlfriend told me, she was like, hurry up and complete it. I felt like I didn't complete it. I got the healing, but I didn't complete it. When I completed it, we finally had a conversation a number of times through iMessage. And then I felt like it was completed. So if anything were to happen from here going forward, I would have no regrets. And that's the beautiful thing about it. Listen, people, life is precious. It's short. When we forgive ourselves the situations and everything, the struggles we have every day, you know, or the struggles that you have in building whatever it is you're trying to build or what you're just trying to become in the process, me trying to build my podcast, build my life, thinking of the five key skills that I need to develop. We have a tendency of being hard on ourselves in regards to achievements because we're seeing everything from face value from one hat rather than six hats that are around that. You got to have compassion for yourself. You have to deal with those past traumas so you could be free of yourself to have that emotional freedom, to have that aliveness, the joy, the happiness, the authentic. Free yourself of that emotional baggage of the past and celebrate others' accomplishments. That's something that Michael Bernard Beckwith had taught me. So with that being said, people, stay tuned for more over and out.